Welcome to Move Like This, brought to you by the Accounting Move Project and sponsored by Moss Adams and Sapro. On this podcast, we share ideas and hear from guests about how they find, retain, develop, and advance women and other underrepresented groups in their accounting firms. Now, on to our guest. Thank you so much for being here today on Move Like This. Today, I am looking forward to talking to Tracy Brown, who is the Chief Human Resources Officer at Clark Newber, a top 100 firm with their headquarters in Bellevue, Washington. So thank you so much for being here today, Tracy. Thank you, Bonnie. I am looking forward to diving into some of the wonderful things that you're doing on the West Coast. Let's start off by talking a little bit about the 2022 move report and the fact that Clark Newber has 52% of their partners and principals are women, which far outpaces the national average of 23%. And in addition, you lose fewer women in the transition from senior manager to partnership too. So what are some of the things that your firm does differently that not only attracts more women, but retains them that other firms may not be doing? I think there's a number of reasons for the increase in uh, our women leaders. And I'm not sure that we're doing anything different. I I bet we're doing some of the same things. Hopefully we're just doing them better. And that's why we're seeing these types of numbers. But everything from uh, enhanced mentoring programs to executive coaching programs, we have a leadership development institute that many of them have participated in. We have a very flexible work model. And hopefully we can talk a little bit more about that. And of course, we just recently rolled out a new program called Paint Your Own Career Picture. So I think that will also assist us as we continue to grow our employees over the course of the next few years. Also, too, in 2023, January of, uh, we also promoted four new shareholders, and three of those happen to be female partners. Oh, that's great. So Tell me a little bit about the Flex Work Model Program and the Paint Your Own Career Picture, because both sound really interesting. I think, uh, first of all, I'll do a quick coverage of the uh, Paint Your Own Career Picture. That was something that we rolled out in January of this year, something we had been working on for much of last year, but there were so many different components. And one of the biggest challenges for us is how would we actually track everything that we were doing? And so we wanted to make sure that we had something in place to be able to do that. And so we definitely have a very robust tool now, which is our uh, HR management system that is uh, has ability to do that. So an employee can then put in whatever their desire is. And that can be something that is personal, professional, a combination of the two that you know, somehow connects to Clark Newber and to the work that they do for us. And so with that, we want to do our best to make that come true for them, whatever that might be. So it could be something about uh, promotions, or it could be something more maybe about their work schedules, or maybe it's the types of clients that they want to work on. It's open to every single employee in the firm, and it's pretty much whatever you want to, whatever you want to wish for. Um, And we will do our best to work with you and help you accomplish that particular goal. With regards to the flexible 
work arrangements and such. This is something that I personally take a lot of pride in. And I think it really helps that our leadership team has been incredibly supportive of really how we have worked through the pandemic and coming back and returning from that. You know, we had some really tough decisions that we had to make as a firm. And of course, one of those, like many other firms, is how is this going to impact, you know, our own expansion of our firm and make sure that we're really being in a positive light and how are we going to be uh, working with our employees who have been in a remote environment and then all of a sudden you can return to the office and how are we going to work through that? And so what we created was more of a where you work and how you work model and not forcing people to come back into the office, but allowing them to be able to continue to work remotely, even if they lived across the street from our office. Um, Of course, we want people coming back into the office and we are doing various things to encourage that. However, we still also very much respect individuals who wish to continue to work in a remote basis. So I think that that has really helped us, especially when it comes, I mean, for all of our employees. I love that. And allowing the employees to kind of make the decision that works best for them. And oftentimes that is, I know I've worked from a home office for long before the pandemic. And when I did have to go into an office, I was less productive in that environment because I'm also kind of a social butterfly. And so I tend to get more done when I'm at a home office, but I have other friends that just flounder in that sort of environment. So I love the idea that you give people just the option. And if one week they want to come in and the next week they need to work from home, then it sounds like that's fine too. Yes, exactly. So one of the other things that I thought was really interesting, you talked about expanding in your growth. You have grown your national footprint in recent years, going from employees in four states to last I heard was 26. So what has led to this expansion and what changes have you had to make internally to ensure that your culture remains intact with so many remote workers? Yeah, I I think that's kind of kind of as I was talking about with regards to allowing for the remote work environment that definitely I think has um, opened our eyes to the opportunities that the firm can take advantage of by looking at candidates from all over the United States and being open and acceptable from people working anywhere. You know, it has allowed us to select employees or to interview candidates and such that were actually interviewing with us because of that model. And uh, they were currently working for employers, for firms that were saying that they needed to come back into the office and they did not want to. And so that really opened up just kind of a whole new batch of candidates for us. And so that was extremely helpful. But I think the other thing, too, is we really feel it's important that we continue to respond flexibility and creativity, you know, to the ongoing challenges. And with those changes that are presented to us, all of us, you know, as the world continues to evolve, we believe that we really all are doing our best work when our work schedules are aligned with our individual talents and needs. And that is something that the candidates understand. And we make that very clear through our interviewing process and such, and also to really helping us from a retention standpoint. And so we feel that 
when we're balanced, you know, with our own responsibilities, you know, because we are, are also busy with our personal lives and our, and our professional lives and just making sure that that's really tying in together very, very well. And, you know, so by offering these flexible schedules and the remote work options, you know, we really feel that we're empowering our employees to determine when and where they can do their best work. And our aim is really to enable all Clark Newber employees to achieve, you know, their career goals and, of course, continuing to deliver, you know, world-class, you know, client service. And so, again, this is something that is very appealing to uh, potential candidates and such. And so that's really why we are now in so many different states and will continue to be. I think that's great. And that just shows that your firm has flexibility to adjust as our society is adjusting. Yes. February of 2020, I can't tell you how many conversations I had with firms. It's like, we could never work remotely. This model would never work. And then Suddenly, everybody had to figure it out. I understand the desire to have people come back into the office, and I think that's also a great option to have, but I like the idea that you're being flexible in that and allowing people to work in a way that works best for them. It's best for the firm, too. Yes, yes, exactly. So one of the other things that we talked about last year, I remember, was that you had established a DEI advisory council and are making DEI progress part of all leadership reviews. Tell me a little bit about that program and how it's going. This is something that's very near and dear to my heart specifically. Yes. So our DEI journey is going very well. Uh, we, We have a very supportive leadership team, and we really could not do it without them. That is so critical to make sure that your leadership, your owners are really supporting the whole DEI progress and journey going forward. And so we started our journey by creating a very thoughtful and robust DEI strategic plan. So we did that just a few years ago. And then with that, there's eight strategies. And one of those is firm leadership. And then under the firm leadership was about putting it into um, their evaluations, our shareholder evaluations. So it's in the shareholders. It's also in our principal and our directors. So We all are expected to have some type of a DEI goal. And that has been, that's been really rewarding because I think it's really helped people to better educate themselves in DEI and such, um, but also to just to be able to um, show their support by participating and all the different activities we're doing and things of that nature. And then the other side uh, are advisory councils. So that is employee driven. We do have a shareholder on it though, because we think that that is really important. So then that way we also continue to have that voice. But otherwise it's something that we rolled out back in January, 2022. And so they have a full plate of activities that they're working on and things that they're doing that will continue to help move the needle on our journey. So we're excited about it. Probably one of our biggest things right now that we're really trying to you know, increase is our resource groups. And so they're definitely helping with that on ways that we can better educate our employees around what a resource group is and what they look like and how they can start them themselves. I love that's something I hear a lot of firms talk about is that they are either introducing or expanding on their employee resource groups and that they're bringing a lot of value to 
the firm as a whole. So I, I love to hear that that's happening at Clark Newber too. So um, one of the things as a perennial move firm, uh, which we appreciate, how do you feel like your participation supports your firm goals and gives you a competitive advantage in attracting talent? We talked a little bit about that, but I'd be curious to hear specifically about how you feel like your participation in MOVE impacts that too. This one actually, this is kind of a hard question for me because I think it's more what I think it is. And the way I think it's from one candidates, you know, hearing in interviews that actually that was one of the things that impressed them about our firm and how we have continued to receive these awards and to be recognized in this area. Even though we have the numbers to back it, uh, just being able to see that I think is really critical and important. And then with our employees themselves, again, I hear the same thing, especially when I'm able to send out that email once a year that tells our employees that We've been selected once again. It's so wonderful then to get emails back from them saying, yay, you know, and sharing, you know, their um, views on how important that they feel it is. So I think it's wonderful that we have been doing this and that we continue to be in this program and that we're a firm that's selected year after year. So thank you. Yeah. Well, you deserve it. <laughs> we we don't give anybody a pass. So. <laughs> That's right. Well, we're working hard. Yes. And trying to come up with new things. I also very much appreciate the fact that we receive suggestions at the end. And so then that way we are able to use those and have those be goals for the coming year on ways to continue to improve our firm. I actually enjoy writing those, some of them. Uh, there's a team that does that, of course, but enjoy putting together these snapshots and scorecards because it's just interesting to say, okay, you celebrate these wonderful things that you've done, but here's some things that we've seen at other firms, because we kind of have that larger approach and view that could really put that program on steroids. It makes me feel good at the end of the day that I'm able to offer suggestions and ideas that firms are able to institute and move the needle even further. Exactly. Yes. So what advice do you have for other firms that are looking to expand their talent in this time when it is a rare and scarce resource and specifically to attract a more diverse workforce? I think there are three things that I would recommend to firms to consider, and not in any particular order, but one would be to participate in the AICPA accounting inclusion maturity model. That way, uh, it's something that you do on an annual basis, and then you can compare yourself to other firms that are also part, uh, participating. So it would be wonderful to get more firms participating in that particular program. I think the other one is, of course, is to support all the different ethnic groups that are out there in the accounting arena. So anything from NABA for the Black accountants to Ascend, which is Asian, and then ALP, FAA, which is the Latino group. And so those are wonderful ways um, participate in boards, participate in their different activities that they're doing, uh, sponsor, you know, different programs that they're they're doing. So that can be a big one. And then the third one um, would be the AICPA Foundation. There have been many resources that we have been able to glean from them. And, and actually, I, I should say there is a fourth one, and this one has been major for us, and that is the CEO Action Pledge. So if you haven't done that, 
you really need to have your CEO make the pledge, roll it out to your employees to make, you know, to take the pledge as well. They have just a robust amount of resources and tools for the CHRO to utilize, as well as for if you're lucky to, uh, enough to have a, a director of diversity and, and inclusion. Yeah, actually, I think I'm going to do an entire episode on the CEO pledge. I have, know of a number of firms that have taken that pledge and gotten great benefit from it. But I, I think it's one of those like really well-kept secrets that are out there somehow. And only firms, only really large firms seem to have embraced it. So I, I want to really hone in on that um, in a future episode. I think it's valuable and it's resources that are out there. So the more the more firms that participate in all of these things, the better information we have, the better best practices we'll be able to share and the better for the profession as a whole. I think it all everything works together. Agreed. Yes. So now I want to ask you a couple of fun questions. Not that okay. these <laughs> haven't been fun, but completely unprofession related, if that's actually a term. So when you were five years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be an event planner. I, I don't know if I knew that term then, but but looking later in life, which I actually did for a part of my career, I was an event planner and I still probably do it now in different respects. But I was the person who put the carnivals together, created bingo games, yard sales, bake sales, you name it. I was organizing it for the neighborhood and getting other kids to participate. And that that's what I wanted to be was an event planner. You're basically the the person that's putting together the parties. You're Isaac from the Love Boat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ooh. <laughs> to refer back to something that I'm sure many of our listeners have no idea what I'm talking about, but shows my age. So if you were given a chance to travel anywhere for free, no worries about money or time off or anything like that, where would you go and why? That's easy. I would go to, I love champagne. That is my drink of choice as an alcoholic drink. And I would pick Champagne France and I want to go to every single winery there is there. Oh, I love that. I um, I am a very big fan of, of Clicquot myself, but <laughs> don't get to drink it all that often because it's not cheap. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. for sure. Yes, yes. But well worth it. Uh, we hosted a wedding at our house, I guess it's been about a year or so ago, and we had really good champagne for that wedding, and it was just so much fun. So if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Okay, that's a hard question, because there are so many different superpowers I would love to have, uh, you know, picking the lottery numbers, who knows what. But I think if I put my HR hat on, the one I would like to have Okay, think about this. When you're interviewing a candidate, you know, you're you ask yourself, are they genuine? Are they really are they just telling me what they what I want to hear? It, it, it's hard to know and you have to use your best decision power to be able to do that. So what I'd like to be able to do is to shake their hand and know that that is the person we should be hiring to come and work for our firm. That I have not ever heard before, but that would be really good one to have just in life to be able to shake somebody's hand and know how sincere they are in general. Yes, yes exactly. I like that. 
I've gotten two teleporting superpowers so far. So I think in some ways indicated that where they live and how bad the traffic is. Uh, but yeah, I like the idea of knowing this level of sincerity and level of truth that you're getting from somebody. I think that's great. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here, Tracy. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and look forward to talking to you again in a couple of months as uh, the 2023 interviews kick off for the Accounting Move Project. And I appreciate your time. Well, Bonnie, thank you. It was an honor. We appreciate you reaching out to Clark Newber and allowing us to do this and everything. So thank you. Thank you for listening to Move Like This, brought to you by the Accounting Move Project and sponsored by Moss Adams and SACPRO. If you'd like to learn more, visit our website at accountingmoveproject.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues too. I'm your host, Bonnie Buell-Russick, and until next time, keep moving forward.